Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad you joined us uh, for uh, today's episode. We are in a difficult passage, uh, Jeremiah chapter number three, and the Lord has rebuked his people for what amounts to really spiritual adultery. You would never put up with this in your own lives. Uh, You know that if this happened physically among you, it would destroy the moral fabric of the entire country. And yet you're doing that to me. And yet I love you. Please come back to me. Look at verse number four of our text, Jeremiah chapter three and verse four. Wilt thou not from this time cry unto me? My father, thou art the God of my youth. So God says, why don't you just come to me? Why don't you just cry out to me? Why wouldn't you now that you've messed up your life, now that you've seen the error of your ways, now that you've seen the sad, tasted, the, the bitter aftertaste of sin. Why not just call out to me? I, I'm your father. You know, we, we used to have this relationship. Remember, he talked about that at the big, beginning of chapter two. Call out, I'm the God of your youth. Please. Uh, and the implication is I'm listening. The implication is I'm here. I think I used the illustration at the end of yesterday's a podcast to say, like that prodigal son's father, he, he's ready to receive. Why don't you just pray, my father, thou art the God of my youth. Verse number five, but here's what they are saying. Will he reserve his anger forever? Will he keep it, will he keep it to the end? Behold, thou hast spoken and done evil things as thou couldst. In other words, uh, you are taking advantage of God's mercy right now. The fact that God is giving you this space, the fact that the hammer has not fallen, you continue to operate in your sinful ways. You're taking advantage of God's long-suffering. You're taking advantage, you're, you're thinning God's patience when you ought to be recognizing. Now remember, like a prostitute's forehead, they were not ashamed. They were so ensconced in their sin, so habituated by their behavior that they were having trouble seeing themselves or feeling those compunctions or even offering a prayer of repentance or saying, God, I remember the way it used to be. They're really just taking advantage of how good God has been. Look at verse number six. The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king. So just to review, Jeremiah and Josiah are about the same age. Josiah began his reign. Well, he, he reigned for 31 years. He died in 609. So that would mean that he began his reign in 640 BC. Uh, he was eight years old when he began to reign. So born about 648, 650, somewhere in there BC. That's about the time Jeremiah uh, lived. And so Josiah loved the Lord. And Josiah, when the law of God was discovered, he reinstituted obedience and tried to lead the people back to serving God. And at least there was a 
uh, external revival. There seemed to be at least some turning back to God. And certainly that was Josiah's intention with his influence. So the Bible says here in verse number six, the Lord said unto me in the days of Josiah the king, hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done? So Jeremiah is saying here, you know, the Lord, the Lord showed me back when Josiah was still the king, back when the nation didn't seem so bad, but it seemed as if the people of God weren't this far. So during the days of Jehoiakim and then Zedekiah, wow, the nation really got bad. But Jeremiah saying, like even back in the relatively good days of Josiah, the Lord said to me, have you considered Israel? So Israel is the northern kingdom. So Judah is the southern kingdom. Israel fell a hundred years before in 722 BC. Why? Because Israel disregarded the prophets. Israel didn't turn back to God. In Israel, the larger nation, the more powerful nation, humanly speaking, fell to the Assyrians. And what God is saying to Jeremiah, or what he did say to Jeremiah is, hey, have you thought about Israel? Because they disregarded, 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 and they paid for it. Look at verse number six again. Hast thou not seen, hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done? She has gone up upon every high mountain and under every green tree, and there hath played the harlot. Hey, just look at your northern neighbor. Just look at your northern sister. They did exactly what you're doing. How did it work out for them? See, the point here is God is showing them a very close example and showing them what happened when people just like them did things just like they were doing. It didn't end well. Look at verse number seven. And I said, after she had done all these things, turn thou unto me. So Israel did the same things you're doing now. I did the same thing for them. I said, return to me. I said, turn thou unto me. But she returned not. And her treacherous sister Judah saw it. So listen, all of this is like deja vu. All this happened with your, with your northern neighbor. All of this happened with your older sister. All of this happened. Uh, they did exactly what you're doing. I pleaded with them. I offered my grace to them. And they didn't take it. And they're destroyed. And you were watching. It's like you're the younger sister that watched your older sibling get in trouble, get punished for it, give be given another chance and ultimately they just didn't follow and they wrecked their lives and you're watching and you're thinking that it's going to be different for you come on look at verse number eight and i saw and when for all the causes whereby backsliding israel committed adultery i had put her away and given her a bill of divorce so god says it got so bad it's not that people lose their salvation, but it got so bad that metaphorically, they ceased to be a nation. It got so bad that they wouldn't listen to prophets. They wouldn't listen to the stoppage of rain. They wouldn't look at, listen to the, all the other ways I was trying to get their attention that finally I, I gave them up to themselves. If that's what you want, a life without me, if you want your own strength, if you want your own strategy, then you can have it. 
See, the, the ultimate judgment of God is God simply saying, you can have what you want. You can do it by yourself. If you think you can handle it, well, they couldn't. And so in essence, what God was saying is, you, know, you chose to leave me. You, you chose to leave this marriage. And so I, I gave you the divorce you wanted. How did it work out for you? Look at verse number eight. Yet her treacherous sister, Judah, feared not, but went and played the harlot also. And it came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom. You know, not only did you disregard the example of the northern kingdom, but what you were doing, you said, it's not a big deal. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Everyone's doing it. It's not a big deal. The lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land and committed adultery with stones and with stocks. And that, that means poles. So in other words, you committed adultery with stones because that, that, that's what the idols were made out of. And, and poles, you know, not only are you sinful, but you're stupid. Look at verse number 10. And yet for all this, her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly, saith the Lord. Oh, it's not that Judah hasn't acted like she's gotten right with God. Oh, no, no. She's come to the altar, so to speak. Uh, she's put sackcloth on her head, so to speak. She's going back and doing religious things, so to speak. She's taken away a few of the idols, so to speak. But she really hasn't gotten her heart right. She's done it feignedly. And the, the word there means uh, fake. You know, it's a fake repentance. Oh, it looks like it on the outside, but it's all just a ruse. It's all just phony. I wonder if that doesn't describe us sometimes. Oh, we see that we've done wrong. We've been told. We see bad examples of others. And so we kind of get right, but really we harbor it still in our hearts. It's just as much lust, just as much anger, just as much envy, just as much. We don't deal with the root. And that's what God is rebuking them for here. So out of time for today, but heavy thoughts. And again, an opportunity for us to say, Lord, search my heart, know my thoughts. Lord, I want to be right from the inside out. And Jeremiah speaks to those heart issues. We're going to see that more and more as the book unfolds. Hope you have a great day today. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.